This is Hers and Hers and His, a Threes Company podcast. I'm Tucker. I'm Matteo. And I'm Jinx. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like a a, a a it's not a rite of passion passage. No, that's not no. What that close. Is. That's close. Not what that it's is. one of these a slalom course. Damn it! Well, it's anyway, that's course. what it feels like going into this. What going this into podcast. the story? To, oh, into oh. this podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, just because yeah. of everything that's going on in your life right now. No, just because I might pee my pants <laughs> right. at any she minute. Might cough, I might cough pants. or laugh and pee my pants at any minute. So and boy. we don't know what's going to happen or what, what it's going to be. It could be around any turn. The suspense. Don't know. Keep them, keep them guessing. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what, though? We're not here to talk We're about, not here to talk about me and my pee. Nah. I mean, we will, just we in could. the natural I mean, yeah. course of things. It'll come up. <laughs> It'll come up, sure. But, uh, no, we're not here to talk about that at all. No, but also, we haven't caught up. Matteo, what's been going on with you? Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, just uh, keep on keeping on. I've had a lot of shows recently, uh, oh. which uh, I don't know. I think I think all the podcast listeners know that you and I met through doing stand up, and I do stand up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I don't this know week is crazy. We're married, but... yeah, <laughs> you and Tucker. Yeah, we're married. I'm, I'm oh, anticipating yeah, a big. Uh, I'm anticipating a big week. I'm going to be performing in Santa Barbara. Palm Springs and San Diego in like four days time. So wow. I'm about to head, head into my car and not come yeah. out. <laughs> for You're days. going on the road. <clears throat> on it's, the a road road it's a little bit of a road trip. It's a little bit of a road trip. It's on tour. Fun. We should make t-shirts. A little mini tour. We should make yeah, t-shirts I, I with the it. three dates on the back. Just the three dates. Made, yeah. Made a playlist and uh, getting ready to go out. So oh, yeah. but when you do your tour t-shirt, <laughs> With the three dates on it, mm-hmm. it should still have two columns. Yeah, with like the three dates and then a bunch of TBDs. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And then you just write them in. Like if you get a, if yeah. you get another date, <laughs> the next just, show you get, you just marker it in with a sharpie. <laughs> just until you fill it up, you're like, "What a great tour! Just got off great tour." tour. Uh, yeah. This, this whole shirt here. is going to be all Sharpie. Let's just. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fun. Oh, oh my God. All right. Good times. Okay. I don't know. Is my comedy what we're here to talk about? No. <laughs> oh. It's not. it's not. I just wondered what was going on. 
What are we here to talk about, Jinx? Oh my God! She doesn't even have her phone out. Listen, it's it's season (laughs) three. That's your phone. It's season three, episode something of Three's Company, and it's called Three's Company, of course. Chrissy and the Guru. Chrissy and the Guru. Chrissy and the Guru. That's my own theme song. That's my little theme song for. Chrissy and the Guru. And uh, <clears throat> Madame Matilda last week yeah. took a stab at what Chrissy and the Guru was oh, about. Gosh. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. Let's see. Oh, my God. Oh, Chrissy does an Amway sort of thing. And there's a Tony Robbins style guy. <laughs> I was wrong. And Jack and <laughs> Janet and the Ropers have to convince her he's a creep. Right. So, not... Totally off. I mean, that's pretty close, really. It's not not off, totally. We got there since you've been. I mean, you think so? Yeah. I mean, you may be Uh, you may be recoiling at the specific the specificity of Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, yeah. But it is this he's the same creature, let's be honest. (laughs) As I as I place my hands on my crystal balls, I can feel them. (laughs) I can feel my power stiffening. I, I, I should say. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jinx's face. <laughs> oh, Displeasure, I that's... see. Well, right along. That is not what we're, we're here to talk about. Not at all. <laughs> Our adventure starts at the Regal Beagle. Uh. What, yeah, here at the yeah. top of episode seven? That's right! You got it. it! Okay. Episode okay. seven of season three. Season three. Aired, when did it air? It aired October 24th, 1978. Oh, it's almost Halloween. Mm. It's almost the Halloween. Our first Halloween. Oh, yeah. Also. Our first Halloween? 1978. Oh, our first Halloween. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. All right. This I thought this was a fantastic episode. I was really into it. It's one of the few Three's Company episodes that I saw when I was a kid that this time I, I actually remember watching this episode in the past. Oh, uh, really? A lot of the episodes I don't remember, yeah. but this is one of those that stayed with me. Yes, because Michael Bell, the actor who plays uh, Guru, uh, the Guru character, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it left me feeling very creeped out. Did not like that guy at all. And here's a little fun tidbit. Uh, he plays uh, Janet's dance instructor in the episode, some of that jazz coming up in season six, episode five. So we'll see him return to I, the Three's Company universe. That <laughs> sounds very familiar. That's very familiar because Jack shows I up. I was starting to wonder. I was like, yeah. do I just, we watch this show a lot. Right. And I'm like, I don't recognize a lot of these episodes I where I just, just don't remember them. Up. And I'm like, maybe I'm just old and I've forgotten everything. No, I think we, they weren't like on as much, you know, in syndication, these earlier ones. And well, were, maybe. I think Agree. We're Agree. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. All right. Let's get going. Everybody's at the Regal Beagle. The kids are at the table at the Regal Beagle and Chrissy's sitting there. Heavy sighing and being all depressed. And, you know, Jack and Janet notice. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's going, <sighs> and uh, they try to, you know, Jack wants to cheer her up. 
And she says, don't try to cheer me up. That'll just depress me more. Yeah, she wants him to tell her depressing <laughs> things for some reason. Yeah. I don't understand. But then Janet doesn't want him to tell her depressing things because she doesn't want to get depressed. Right, she doesn't want to get that. So his solution is to have Chrissy oh cover God. her eyes and Janet plug her ears. And then he would say depressing things while acting goofy for, for Janet. Janet. For Janet physically. <laughs> physically. Outwardly, yeah. sure. Right, right. Um, it was a cute bit. I liked it. I thought it was really cute. Cute. great. Is it cute? Was it necessary in any way? Well, it's it, it was a bit the his, it was his a lot business? it was a lot of cute. Yeah, it was cute. Oh, I'll give yeah. it that, but it wasn't. Honey, when you have that sort of talent to work with, right? You right, got John sure. Ritter there, and you're like, "Hey, we got a chance here to like highlight a little Ritter." Yeah, you're and right. then like, let him go nuts. <laughs> what do you want? Well, to you're do not going to do that. What do you want to do here, John? <laughs> no, you're right. Oh gosh. Well, now Dave Powers, is that his name? Dave Powers, the director, is that his name? Dave, Dave Powers. Powers. Yeah, Dave Powers is unleashing him a little bit. Uh-huh. Hoban was holding back Tripper. <laughs> it's going to get worse. Um, so, oh, and he's he's trying to cheer her up by telling her a sad story about frozen Eskimos. Right. There seems to be a lot of Eskimo talk. I feel like this has happened before. And it was yeah. very, very I, common, I, Have I but... said this in a – I feel like I've said this in a past episode, but like Eskimos were like in pop culture when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were. We yeah. used to draw igloos in school yep. and that jacket with the puffy – Yeah. White puffy like sheeps, whatever that was around their face <laughs> and this little round face. But Eskimos really like stopped being a cultural – uh, what do you even call that? Well, a word for you know, one and thing. They, they, nobody says Eskimo. Yeah, no one yeah. says. Nobody says. Yeah. yeah, because the correct term is in, Inuit, I believe. Yeah, I think. I, I think, mean, last I heard. I'm old, I so think, I may have missed I mean, still something. Like, I do it sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I, think, I, miss I think saying Eskimos mm-hmm. is akin, akin to saying engines. You know, like you don't. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. We get that's, that happening, yeah, with the jacks. So that's jacks. Uh-huh. Um, and then right. the ropers enter while Jack's being a, an idiot. He's being a walrus, but he that's stuck right. his straws up his nose instead it's of under his, his lip. Lips, yeah. Like, why? I don't What's understand. Jack, did no one ever teach you how to be a walrus? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you know, let him off the leash, but you gotta rein him in a little bit. You know, a little bit, Dave Powers. Come on, Dave Powers. Come on. You're like, Jack, it's not even no, a good like, walrus. Well, I just, I really like it when Jack does his walrus. It's funny you're up the nose. Let me tell you. That's Dave Powers. Okay, let's hear it again. Wait, wait. Do the wait. Wait. Do the Dave Powers voice. Do it. Do it. I just really like it when Jack does his walrus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's Dave Powers. That's not Dave Powers. That's that's like, I just really like People it. People miss me. I'll tell you really that. Like Nobody likes the Dave Powers voice. <laughs> Everybody misses Hoban. I miss Hoban. Oh, Dave Powers man. misses Hoban. I miss Hoban. Yeah, we'll get. We it. should just give Dave Powers Bill Hoban's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the same, same character. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so the but, but it is true. I think they did it because it's just funnier. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I think he just was like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to really go for it. I'm going to shove him up my nose. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so the Ropers come in while he's being an idiot. Yeah. And walk up, and you can imagine how that goes. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I think we can all imagine. Can you imagine and then, uh, you know, after they... catching you in a situation like this. <laughs> <laughs> what but, an awkward moment. Uh, Stanley, you know, eventually, he's grumpy, and they eventually make their way to a booth. Uh, Helen and Stanley. Helen and, Stanley. and we find out that the Ropers are being audited by the yeah, IRS. Does that ever come up again? Probably not. That is a great no. It I, it doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we shouldn't spoil, but it doesn't. I don't well, think people it saw does. this episode. Of, yeah, I don't think it does. Okay. Well, it comes back a little bit next time we see him, but but it's just not of consequence. And, and no, he like resolves it. In yeah. The next thing. Okay. Um, which is again just that thing where it's just like he's got to be doing something, but they don't like make it anything mm-hmm. meaningful. <laughs> Yep. to the story or, right um so then uh oh this is when the two uh culty girls come in they're kind of dressed in robes and and have their um tambourines that they're trying to yeah make they're dressed money. like and they've got their and they're they're shaking their tambourines obvious for like cash. kind of a uh <clears throat> You know the Hare Krishnas yeah, at the time, or not in uh, a doublement way, but more in of in a you know not in a doublement. Way. <laughs> yeah, they're not dressed like in a doublement way. No, they're dressed in like a cult. in a culty in a way. Cult. Yeah. yeah. Was this supposed to be like a Hare Krishna kind of thing? I, think so. I was. Yeah, like a, that's a vibe off. I was picking up. That was a big thing back then. Yeah, it was. Big, big. Yeah. yeah. They were at like at all the airports I remember right. and bus stations and my parents used to get so my mom would freak out because she's from uh, she was she comes from Ecuador and South America and they don't have anything like that and she was appalled that people I'm sorry this is so weird to say I am <laughs> first draft first draft but she was <laughs> she was appalled that people who weren't poor would ask you for money on the street she was like how dare they oh. what about the people who actually need money. Uh, and I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> All right, fair. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Fair. <laughs> yeah, they were, uh, I remember, but, you know, I grew up in horrible people sometimes. Oh. Who, okay. you know, they were, everybody's complicated. Guys, guys everybody's, everybody's so complicated. complicated. It's fine. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't find a whole lot of people that had a very high esteem for the uh, Hare Krishnas. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. Because, you know, we also, when I was a kid, I was in Oregon, and the Rajneeshis, oh, yeah. that cult that was happening there where they poisoned the buffet and the dows and, like, made a bunch yeah. of people sick. Like, it was crazy. And that was happening in Oregon at the time. And so everybody was freaking out, especially if you're, you know, churchy at all. Still trying to be churchy. Some of them. Yeah, there was something about this episode where it it felt so sad that they targeted Chrissy. Like, I was getting, like, mm. emotional. I was like, I hate that this is happening. I was so mad. Oh. <laughs> Well, yeah, they come over and they start uh, 
asking for waving money. their tambourines and asking for cash. Right? And they're saying their stuff, and Chrissy but, likes it, I guess. Well, it's very smart because Chrissy is is depressed mm-hmm. and sad, and that's exactly when people like uh, Chrissy, who are otherwise you know yeah. a little bit naive, can be taken advantage of and and you know yeah. uh, victim, victimized. Yeah. So that was it's it's a very smart episode in that way. And um, anyway, we'll keep going. But I, I love this episode. <laughs> uh, and so she gives she gives uh, them all of Janet's money. Yeah, that she's holding. She, it's like her. four dollars and. Yeah, but you got to remember, this is 1978. Four dollars is like eight thousand dollars now. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, where's that? Where's that converter? Where's that converter? I mean, it's probably like five dollars. Four dollars in 1978 has the buying power of what? I'm gonna look it up. I bet it's. Like oh my god! Thirty well, bucks. This is a something. question because. Three drinks for four bucks. Yeah, there were three people going out for four bucks. Yeah, drinks are like what? I don't know. No, like in LA, what are they? Yeah, what are drinks? Nowadays, like, like I mean, for a glass of wine, you're gonna you're looking at at least eight or nine bucks. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's cheaper. Than a beer's here. gonna be like maybe seven, six, seven, eight dollars in that area. Yeah. Eh, maybe you could get away with it. Okay. 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 We don't go out a lot. But we went out a couple times recently. Eighteen dollars for like it's dinners and stuff with people, and yeah, just a, like okay. a drink. The drinks a were drink? like fifteen. They bucks. were like fifteen or sixteen dollars, like a cocktail for, for, for cocktails. cocktails. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho, it is crazy. Oh, mm-hmm. but we did go to a place Anywho. that had a cocktail that was called overpriced and underwhelming. Yeah, there was. <laughs> <laughs> And it was like $18. And I was like, God, I almost want to order it. But then I was like, no, I know it'll be underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Janet's like, Janet wants her money back, of course. And, uh, but then um, the the guru enters. Rama Magish. Rama Magish. Well, actually, should we go through our paddikins for this episode so far? Yeah, we've got. Yeah, because we've got right. the ladies, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, we are our, our, our African American um, uh, creepy creepy Krishna. Creepy Krishna. Uh, that's what they are. Actually, Diane Summerfield uh, <laughs> is a, a Diane Summerfield, uh, born in 1949 in DC, okay. and uh, she's best known for her roles on Trapper MD um, and a show called Love in a Taxi. Um, but uh, she was a series regular on a TV series called Romance Theater in 83. Uh, she was in an episode of the rebooted 1980s Twilight Zone. And she was in a, a film version of uh, this film called The Night Stalker. But that seems like they're, the Night Stalker was an actual killer uh, on the loose in Southern California yeah. in the 80s. So I, I doubt that they made a movie so fast about it. So, But maybe. The Night Stalker wasn't that a um, wasn't that the show with Darren McGavin? Yeah, where he was the uh, like vampire oh. hunter or something. Yeah, something like that. that. A tough homicide cop has decided to track down a serial killer who is murdering prostitutes. Nope. So almost close to the real life story, huh? Except. The Night but Stalker, the Richard I Ramirez. Is that who that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was killing everybody. 
wasn't he? It wasn't. Uh, yeah, no. I thought Night Stalker, the TV show, was about vampires. I thought so too, but maybe it was some. There, there might have been more than one, of course. Oh, there could have been a vampire. Yeah, maybe. Too. But uh, she didn't. She didn't really Cold pursue Jack, acting past nineteen eighty six. She's got no credits after that, and unfortunately, she passed away at the age of fifty one oh. uh, in two thousand one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the other, I was all other, like, well, it's uh, a good thing she had religion, uh, but that wasn't real. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other creepy uh, Krishna was played by Regina Baff, uh, born also nineteen forty nine in the Bronx, New York. And um, she's been she she wasn't in a lot, but she got really great parts. Uh, she started in uh, 1971 uh, doing a, a TV movie, and then she was in a show uh, called The Great Gatsby. I don't know what that was. Uh, she was in a, an episode of Kojak, Three's Company, Starsky and Hutch, Taxi, Escape from Alcatraz. Um, and then her last TV credit is The Equalizer in 1986 through 1989, where she was a series uh, regular. And then after 1989, she just uh, didn't get any more parts oh. after that. So not the longest career, but uh, she did well for herself, okay. I have to say. And that brings us to the guru, Michael Bell, who is an American voice actor, best known for voicing Gleeman Vox from Ratchet Deadlocked. What? I don't know what that is, but evidently it's very big. What the hell is any of that? I, that didn't even sound like English. I don't even know what the hell you just said. Say it all again, because yeah. it was, I don't know what that was. Well, how about this? He was, he's also known for being the voice of uh, Chas Finster and Drew Pickles from the Rugrats. And several Smurfs from the original 18, uh, 1980s Smurfs cartoon. <laughs> the original also 1883 <laughs> Smurfs cartoon. <laughs> the old Smurfs. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. Ah, God, in 2022, he's in a show called Visitors, oh. uh, which is a live-action show. Um Let's see, and he's a series regular. He's on eight. He's like the. He's like number one on the cast list, which is what? amazing what? that he is still doing. It's called wow. Visitors. Uh, yeah. Well, good for that him. Wow, Mikeish, guys, cleaning up. What do you know? Still doing okay. it. But he was also. Um, he was also. Um, on DuckTales, Ooh. he was on a TV series called Star Wars Rebels, Transformers, oh, he's one of those. Uh, just so many different cartoons, including G.I. Joe and uh, uh, Teenage, Mutant Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, yeah. The heroes. Very long career. Very long storied career. Yeah, Turtle Power. That's right. <laughs> Diane Summerfield was not in Kolchak, the Night Stalker. She was just in it was a movie called The Night Stalker from 1986, and it looks amazing. Okay. I'm probably going to have to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's great. Okay. Um, That's great. Where were we? Oh, yeah, Rama McGeesh. Rama McGeesh has come in in his big purple diaper and his medallion. <laughs> I could not yeah. stop staring at his, like, uh, it, they want it to be like okay for the listeners. I'll describe it as yeah. they're he's wearing like what it's a good are time best, for a fashion corner fashion fashion corner yeah. What are best described as like you know like um, uh, pantaloons one might say like a loose fitting then tapered at the ankle pant, but then on top of those he's wearing this like 
high-waisted loincloth. Yeah. It's so high-waisted yeah. that it looks like a huge Depends. Yes. Like it's a huge Depends yes. diaper. And then he has like a weird kind of um, vaguely Islamic medallion that he's wearing. Yeah. And a headband? Am I remembering that correctly? Was he wearing a headband? Did he have the headband? I don't remember. <clears throat> oh gosh, no, I don't remember. He's wearing no, he was he was actually not wearing Well he's got that hair like sticking up. Oh like, right, he's little... got like a little braided ponytail thing yeah. at the back of his hair. Guys, right. isn't yeah. nineteen seventy eight also the year of the People's Temple? How tall like, Jim that? Jones? And I oh, think it is. Jones I think that was seventy-eight. That was nineteen seventy-eight well. too. So that was like, yeah, right around wow. this time. That would make sense that they would make like an episode because it was such a huge yeah. thing in the news back in those days. Well, specifically, especially because uh, he's going to yeah. go make a commune up north, yeah. and like that's that big sounds surf. more like that yeah. than it does any Hare Krishna thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. <clears throat> So, um, so they're there. Jim Jones wears a diaper and has a braid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he he hears what they're saying and he gives them their money back. Yeah, and he's like, "This Chris is obviously like, the right thing to do." Yeah, Chrissy's very impressed. And then he he you know flatters Chrissy by saying how wise she is, how innocent and pure, and it. Also, it's such a great moment, right? Because it's going to slingshot us to the moment where he takes way more money out of her than he would ever give her. But it's a smart move to give her money as if that's not important to him. Such smart Mm -hmm. little details in this episode that I absolutely love. Because it's, you know, it's the best kind of instructional uh, method (laughs) to sneak these things in there. I love it. It's like uh, they're writing this. They don't understand anything except how cults work. <laughs> Nothing about how the world works. No, just <laughs> but they understand right. this. Um, so anyway, uh, then we're back at the uh, apartment. And Is Jan- there already a commercial there? No, it comes after this. It's, after this. it's an early commercial. It's an early commercial, yeah. Okay. Um, Jack uh, enters. Janet's on the couch. We assume it's a few days later, right? Or at least the next at day. At least the next day, yeah. But, yeah. Um, and we find out that Chrissy went to see the guru. Yeah. To give him that money back. Yeah, back. Because she felt it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Jack continues his incredibly racist tirade and calls him an Indian guy. Which, come on, Jack. It's two in, two in one episode. That's crazy. This guy. Yeah. So yeah. Then Chrissy comes home. Chrissy comes home. With a huge box for some reason. Oh, yeah. She's and she carrying goes, a gigantic box. Gigantic box. And she goes to her room. <clears throat> yeah. Pretty, pretty quickly, right? Mm-hmm. And then she comes out. They're worried about her, you know. And she comes out. I mean, she already, well, she she gets mad because they tell her what they're talking about. Oh, And yeah. she says that he's a really good person. Right. And then she goes in the bedroom. And then, but then when she comes out, yeah. she's dressed in all the, the cult guard. 
Which I assume was filling the really big box. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, it's, it is a lot of stuff. <laughs> but is it that much stuff? It's a big tambourine box. in there. Um, yeah. Well, it's also flowy, yeah. and um, I can only assume it's made of, like, some really stiff cotton, Ugh. because it's just so billowy. Yeah. <laughs> There was a lot of volume yeah. to the it. Beginner's somehow. box probably comes with like four or five diapers. Yeah, there's probably so. several <laughs> diapers. <I would imagine. clears throat> um, and that's where we go to commercial. After she comes out, she and comes says, out. Peace and joy. Right, peace and joy. And she's moving to take her place with. Uh, oh, does she tell them that right up front? Yeah, she tells them she's moving to be with. Uh, Rama McGeesh. Rama McDonald. Ronald McDonald up in up in, up in Big Sur. Big Sur. And he's going to have a commune there, and eventually they'll all kill themselves. <laughs> but she didn't say that part. No. Um, she just said she's moving away with She's Ronald moving McDonald. away. And then she goes out. Or no. She, so then we go to commercial. Go to commercial. And we come right back into the same scene. Yeah. But <clears throat> uh, commercial break, everybody. God, there was a commercial, commercial I was Ooh. thinking about. Oh, was it? I mean, it's not from those times, but what I just remembered those Robert Loggia orange juice commercials. Do you remember no. that? We're like trying to get no, Billy to drink his. Uh oh. Did we lose Mattia? Very, very sorry about that. <laughs> no problem. Okay. So. Yeah, Robert Loja. Okay, Robert Loja. I didn't. I didn't title this recording yet. Yeah, Robert Loja orange juice commercials. Yes. So yeah, there's this kid named Billy, and he won't drink his orange juice. So huh. they're like, I think that's what it is. And his mom's like, Who will you listen to? And he's like, I don't know, Robert Loja. And Robert Loja walks in. And he's like, Billy, drink your orange juice. Wait, that does sound kind of familiar. It was a big ad campaign for a while. But it was when we were kids, right? I don't think so. I think it was like the late. I mean, we were probably. We could have been te- late teenagers. Okay, yeah. I feel yeah, like it's not. Sounds familiar. But I don't think I knew who Robert Loja was. So oh, I just was like, oh, well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you know who he is now? Have you, did you see a picture of him? Yeah, now I know who he is. Okay, what that guy is the man. I, you yeah. know, <laughs> there's only certain guys who can pull off toxic masculinity <laughs> in a certain way. <laughs> Where you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Patriarchy. <laughs> this is it. This is what everybody was believing, and I see it here. Uh, and now I'm totally ashamed of that. <laughs> <laughs> Totally the same. Stockholm Syndrome, thank you. (laughs) Any other commercial-related things? Or any any other items of interest? doesn't have to be commercial. I I don't know if you're aware of the 1970s Joe Namath commercial for Noxzema. No. No. Yeah, and the tagline is, Let Noxzema cream your face. Whoa. And then it's, I kid you not, and then it's Joe Namath, like, putting Noxzema on women's faces. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, here we so... go. Oh. I'm going to get creamed. Yeah. <laughs> 
Let Noxzema clean the face. Noxzema. Was he supposed to be oh, handsome? Listen, Joe Namath, Joe Namath was so yeah. Joe Namath famous. was so hot and so yeah, like people thought he was such. He was on fact, the Brady Bunch. Was one of those guys. Yeah, he was on the Brady Bunch. He was one of those guys who established like what the male uh, aesthetic of beauty was going to be. He was one of those guys who helped define that. His hair, his look, his tan. Like he was the seventies man. Ah. Yeah. Huh. He's so weird looking. Okay, here we go. What? Buy <laughs> some new Minute Maid orange tangerine. It's got calcium. And I'm not drinking it. Oh, no, it's sweet. You'll like it. I don't believe you. Well, then who would you believe? I don't know, Robert Loja. Whoa, Robert Loja. Billy, your mother's right. Your minute made orange tangerine tastes great. This got as much calcium as milk. If you say so, Mr. Loja. <laughs> this is great. Enjoy your breakfast. New minute made orange tangerine. Two great commercials. This is good. Let Noxzema cream your face, everybody. <clears throat> That could be uh, our sign off. This is until next time. Let Noxzema cream your face. No, no, I don't like it. All right. Oh, no. well, you know, yeah. I, I love it because this is like the straight version of when Sally Fields told Julia Roberts in the movie Steel Magnolias, "Drink your juice, Shelby." <laughs> <laughs> Mama. No. Oh, Stop looking at me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are we, are we ready to we're go ready. back we're to ready. the apartment? Let's go back. Yeah. Going back to yeah, this commercial situation break. we're in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dropping back in. Chrissy's going to leave. Uh, and Jack tells her to knock it off. And she's just preaching the word. And this is this is where I have this. She says they're going to Big Sur and she wants to go. And then she leaves. Um, okay. And uh, this is when we go back to the Ropers. Yeah. And Roper's doing the books yeah. at his table. And then he says. Because they're being audited. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I figured it out. It's going to be okay. And then he says, eh, it's going to be okay, Helen. We're going like, to make it. She's like, what? And he goes, we're going to make it. Yeah. Which, of course. She takes to me. <laughs> they're going to make it, you gonna, know. Ugh. And she is thrilled. She's excited. She's trying to get it going right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a ding dong at the door. Oh, yes. And she's like, forget it. And trying to drag him to the bedroom. And there really is a ding dong at the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chrissy. It's Chrissy. And she is ready to preach the word and get some money mm. for Rama mm. Magish. Baba Ganoush. <laughs> Baba Ganoush. <laughs> That's a great nickname. Um, and then we, uh, so then we go back to the apartment and Jack is pacing. That's just like later, like the next yeah. day or something, right? No, I don't think so. She's just out trying oh, to okay. raise money. And uh, 
he, they're afraid they're going to lose Chrissy. She's going to move away. She's going yeah. to Big Sur. She's joining a commune. And, um, and then she comes back home and says, peace and love be with you. And all that. You know. Peace and love. She says it's so weird. <laughs> like it's the weirdest. It, it's like, extra irritating, right? Yes. Because yeah. that's the thing about when you hear stuff like that from those people. It's so inauthentic. Yeah. That of it course grates. it it's the great it's the cringiest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Awful. Okay. Um, and she's we find out that she has taken all of her money out of the bank, mm-hmm. her entire savings. Uh, it's like three hundred three hundred seventy four dollars or yeah. something. And which is which is what in current day money? Oh God! Four point two million dollars. Three hundred. <laughs> she's. I mean, it's a lot of money. That's like easily a thousand bucks today, right? I don't know. I lost yeah. my calculator. I forget it. Oh, but, but it's a lot, especially <laughs> to a, a young typist. It's a couple you know? thousand, I'd say. And uh, but she's gonna give it to the guru, and uh, Jack. Jack is like he's not having any of this, but he decides that the way to uh, help her with this is to. Uh, tell her that he needs help. That he needs someone to talk to. He's just to, and try to get her to invite Baba Ganoush over, and so that he can have a one-on-one with her. Yeah, and then they can expose him. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, yeah, good right. plan. And he does just that, and she goes right for it. Baba Ganoush, and Baba Ganoush. <laughs> next thing you know. Next thing and you know. And just like that, Baba Ganoush. Just like that, Baba Ganoush is preaching some nonsense about the self in their living room. Yep, there he is. And mm-hmm. Janet and Chrissy, or and Jack, Jack Profound says. Profound pearls. That's, what he's, that's his philosophy. Uh, that little pink book, yes. Yeah. Profound pearls. <clears throat> um, and Jack says, you know, I don't feel comfortable talking about myself with everybody else around. Yeah. And so the girls, Janet, says, hey, Chrissy, why don't we go to the other room and give Jack some time alone with Rama, Baba Ganoush. And so <laughs> this is where Jack confronts him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're just a con man. Yeah. And you just go around and prey on people and steal their money. Yeah. And he's like, so what? Yeah. He's like, yep. Yeah, sure do. I do. You sure I wish do. it was that easy. I wish it was that easy in real life to it, just yeah. get these creepy guys. You think Pat Robertson's like that. doing that all day long? Who are they going to believe? Yes. <laughs> probably. I'm Pat Robertson. People love me. <laughs> no one no will one ever go him. against me. I'm Pat Robertson. I don't think anyone's ever loved him. That's probably the problem. Oh, poor oh. Robertson. <laughs> we just need to melt his heart. We just heart. need to love him. He just needs to be Let's shown not kindness. Cry for him, Argentina. Yeah. I am a gay no, of the eighties. Right. Right. No, thank you're you, right. Pat Robertson. Fuck Pat <laughs> um, so yeah, he's like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing, and she's not going to believe you, and mm-hmm. you're just going to drive her to me, and so. Uh, Let's see, Jack and Janet, so Jack, Janet and Chrissy come back out, mm-hmm. and Jack's like, come on, Janet, we're going to the Regal Beagle. 
to meditate. Yeah, that's, that's what, what he says. says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, by the way, um, don't ask him to remember any of them, but there were a lot of good little wordplay jokes throughout the episode mm-hmm. that I thought was also really smart. I think, I think this episode, uh, maybe we'll save this for the end, but I, I think it's great because the theme of it is so strong and the, the sort of um, villain is so strong in this, in this episode that it, it makes for really great jokes and, uh, and it has a nice narrative push. I'm really digging it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's a good way to look at it. thought it was weird. It just had an unsettling feel in the writing. It felt different from other episodes. Hmm. Oh, this for sure is yet another version of Three's Company that does not adhere. Oh, my God. Is that Francie? It's Francie. You want what? My phone. Well, you should be asleep. But I want my phone. I don't know where it is. (laughs) But I want my phone. Come on, Dad. Guys, this is not... Okay, we're going to have to pause. No... Let's pause. Okay. Where were we? We are at the guy is like, yeah, what of it? So they're left at home. Jack and Janet went to the Regal Beagle. Yeah, they went to the Regal Beagle. Leaving Baba Ganoush there Mm -hmm. alone with poor Chrissy. Yeah. Now, this cat is getting his tail in my face. Okay, the cat's here now. <laughs> this cat never interrupts the show. Like, what yeah. is happening this week? I don't know what's going on. The household it's is in great. disarray. Everyone, it's it, 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 is. it is. We're it moving, is. moving, and so there's crap everywhere, and everyone's no one knows on edge. where to be. It's the cat's everyone's working out. The cat's e- eating so much, eating all the time, and oh. yelling at us. He's eating constantly and just like meowing all day. He he's knows like, it's he, he knows it's coming. Matthew. He does. He sees Hi, Matthew Kitty Kitty. Like, hey. Hi, little friend. Okay. 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 Anyway. Okay. Hold on. Jack. Yeah, so, oh yeah. Okay. Jack so then go to the beagle. Yeah. So then they sit down on the couch and uh, he's and he's got her money now. Yeah. And he, his, little, his little, little purse. satchel, it's his a little purse. purse, and side satchel. And he's trying to he's trying to help her meditate and relax, and he's gonna rub her shoulders or oh, something. Oh yeah, and she's yeah. opening her mind. Yeah, open your mind and open your heart. And she says, "And my my mind is opening, my heart is opening, my blouse is opening." Rama, because. Baba Ganoush. Baba Ganoush is opening her opening blouse. Opening her blouse right up. And, uh, yeah, and then he comes on to her again. Yeah. And uh, we see, uh, you see, maybe we see where this is going. And then at this point, we go to the kitchen, and a ladder from outside goes <laughs> to the kitchen window. And Jack and Janet come sneaking back into the apartment through the kitchen window. Yeah. Well, they sneak noisefully. Now, now, can we just for a second 
what floor do they live on that they could sneak through a second-story window? Yeah. That makes no sense. I mean, I get it, but, like, if I would have seen a ladder in the window, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's climbing way up. I think think their stairs go down, like, alongside. There's a little landing there, and that's where they go. You're so sweet, Tucker. (laughs) (laughs) You're a good man. This is what makes you such a good man. I love it. So so that Janet and Jack start spying through the kitchen door, and uh, they see that he's, he's coming on to her. And um, he's going in for the kiss. Yeah. And Jack and Janet burst in. Oh. Mm. Break things right up. Break it all up. And uh, and my my notes got real. It just jumped. So like he leaves. Oh. They think like <laughs> must have. They must have talked. I don't even remember what they said. Yeah. Well, he does. He leaves, and they're all like, "Well, you know." Too bad he got your money, but thank God he's gone. Yeah. Well, well, first because he says uh, he says to he says I'm just trying to test you, Chrissy, and you've passed yeah. the test to see if you could stay away from all this delicious. That's right. That's Seventies right. medallions. Yeah. That's yeah. right. With my giant codpiece diaper yeah. wrapping, <laughs> it was. <laughs> Yeah, there's was nothing just, grosser uh, than the word codpiece. I'm sorry. It's so <laughs> gross. And sometimes on the cafeteria food list, it would say codpieces. Do you remember that? Oh, one? yeah. Like on the, <laughs> yeah. On like the yeah. lunch menu? Totally. It would I've seen say that. Cod pieces. Cod pieces. Oh, I I'd laugh every time. Oh, my God. Codpieces. These uh, were the kinds of jokes that were handed down from generation to generation. <laughs> Oh, that's so awful. And you just don't hear those anymore. You just don't hear those anymore. No. For good reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I think what they say to Chrissy is something where they're like kind of um, being con- – like still being like trying to be because, all understanding yeah, of what she's this, feeling because they think she's still – Yeah, Janet says that to Jack earlier in the episode that like it's it's not the smartest thing to go after her um, – you know, because she's already feeling yeah. scared and isolated. Now, I know this is going to sound crazy, but this is actually another bit of correct psychology. Oftentimes, the reason that people join cults or um, certain political parties is because they're actually feeling very alone and they don't have um, a community that they're reaching out to. And so that isolation can make them see people who they believe to be powerful as advocating for them so that they'll one day be able to be reconnected to this community. And so the worst thing to do is to fight with somebody on the points and instead make them feel welcome and loved and, um, and like they have a community there and that's kind of what ends up pulling them out of the cult. And this was such a fantastic way of, of, you know, Janet hitting that, this, this episode, yeah. I'm telling you, it's so educational on in so many subtle ways. And I just love it. They should so show this, this in time, high schools. Yeah, they really should. <laughs> but this time Jack 
is going along with the psychology mm-hmm. of uh, Janet and he's going along with her suggestion that we just have to be here for Chrissy. Like that's the most important yeah. thing so that she can come back to us so that we have her trust. Yeah. And uh, of course, somebody like Chrissy uh, has dealt with creeps before. And when that comes into the mix, that's something yeah. that she's very familiar with. And I love the turn here that yeah. Jack didn't see coming that, uh, Chrissy could get herself out. And it's also very empowered for Chrissy to be able to see that and get herself out. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, yeah. So she, she reveals that she knew he was a creep, but she, she had to trying to get close enough, to get close enough to get her money to back. Get her money back. She had her money and she hides it in her shirt. Mm-hmm. And just, Episode. Episode. Now, wait. This this was also like there was a tag. Yeah. After this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is where Pluto ends. Oh. Uh, Yeah. Jack's on the couch. Chrissy's on the phone, and she's Uh like, "Oh, and how are things in Big Sur?" And then uh, she starts. I can't remember. She's saying things that he's misconstruing, but he thinks it's it's uh, him, obviously, Baba Ganoush or whoever. Someone, uh-huh. yeah, he invite whoever she's talking to has invited her up to Big Sur. To Big Sur, yeah. And he thinks it's Baba okay. Ganoush, and he grabs the phone and is like, "Here's what you can he do. Just lays where into you can him. stick it, and all this stuff." And then he's like, "Oh, yes, okay, of course, Reverend Snow. I'm so sorry." Because it, it was actually Chrissy's yeah, father. Yeah, Chrissy's father's going to be giving a sermon up there, <laughs> sir. Yeah. And, uh, and then he, like, doesn't he run to his room or something? Yeah, he runs to his room. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. Well, didn't miss much there. Didn't miss no, much there. No, didn't miss much. Just a little, just a little joke. Just a little joke, you know. No big whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I got to say, this yeah. is definitely one of my all-time fave episodes. I was really surprised how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I liked it more on, on retrospect, but it still had an odd feeling to it. Like it was written by because, different people or something. I don't know. I just didn't Yes, know. I totally agree with what you're saying there. I think it was the – every now and again, I think they do like PSA episodes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and uh-huh. yeah. I feel like this was definitely that. Oh, yeah. It uh, does say in there, it does say, like, story by so-and-so and then screenplay mm-hmm. by as if oh, someone I didn't, I didn't read the credits. and somebody else scripted it. Fascinating. Well, it's a very special Three's Company. Very this was special. a very special episode of Three's Company. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Cult jam on Three's Company. It was a good one. Yeah. I'm in favor time, of it. Is it time what for ratings? You, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's say, do what it. Do you, what do you scale it? What do I, well, scale it. That's what I scale it. What do you scale it, Mario? I'm going to give this one of my highest ratings ever at 4.65 Dominomini booths. 4.65. Love the jokes. Wow. Love the lessons. Love the wow. way that they delicately handled this very tricky subject. Uh, Love the acting. I thought Christy did great. Jack was great. Janet was great. Uh, and the guest, uh, Michael Bell, as Papa Ganoush was great. I loved it. Loved it. Uh, 
I'm going to give it three and a half stars. And I would give it three and three quarter stars, except Except. that it felt weird to me. Okay. It just felt bizarre. Okay. I hear you on that. I hear you. I think I'm going to go three and three quarter stars. Oh. Wow. Wow. That's a high high Tucker rating. That is a high Tucker rating. It's fun. It's a good time. Yeah. It was a good time. Uh, was a good time. I don't know if it's going to be nearly as good a time as next week's show. Oh, Madam Matilda, please stroke your balls. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, I don't stroke my balls. I rub them. I rub my balls together. It creates a fire in the universe, and uh, it is that fire in which I see the future. Click, click. Okay. Next week's episode mm-hmm. is called, oh, this is exciting, Yep, Larry's Bride. Fascinating. The long return of Larry. Uh, now, Finally. I'm going to say, I did read a weird little piece of trivia as I was doing research for this episode of Three's Company. And in fact, Richard Klein's actual wife does make an appearance on the show. And so I'm wondering if this isn't the episode. Maybe they actually got Larry's oh. yeah, real in a real life wife to play his his bride. But uh, I don't remember Larry being married in later episodes. No. So Larry's no. this seems Larry. to be like this can't work out. Yeah, I'm gonna say that um, Larry is all excited to introduce this girl that he's planning on marrying to the kids. And uh, when she comes over, when the boy, the boys go into the living room, leaving the, all the women in the kitchen and she reveals a insane secret that makes Chrissy and Janet worried for Larry. And so they rope the ropers in to figuring out how to tell Larry this lady's crazy. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that is dumb. But my powers, like I said, are stiffening, and I think this could be the gist of next week's episode. Did I, I, I said the gist. That's what I said. The gist. <laughs> I've been, I've been walking dangerously close to that. the line this week. Gist. Could you write gist down? Just G, okay, I believe. Say it as many times as possible. Yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to that. Mm. Wow. Another <laughs> stellar week, everyone. And now it's time that we end the episode the same way we always do. That's right. With a toast. We cream our faces. Oh. Oh. Oh, it's a toast. No, I like creaming our faces better. <laughs> uh, well, to uh, Noxima medicated Everybody. face, gist. Cheers! And Robert Lowersha. Cheers! Who's that wicked, but you're done? Who's that wicked, but you're done? Who's that wicked, but you're done?
this section. 